Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. morning I had a major headache and I was so confused because I never never have any headaches I always get like a stomachache if something is wrong so it was so weird and so I woke up my roommate she was like what's going on and then suddenly I just stopped talking and just fell down to the floor they called for an ambulance and rushed to get me and first we went to the nearest hospital but they didn't want to take me in because they were not a specialty in in that area so we had to go on to the next hospital we got to the second hospital and they said yes they called a hairdresser from outside and she came and then she took away all my hair my long hair in the hospital they were talking chinese to each other and because i was used to using chinese like no problem then i was so confused that they were just looking weird at me when i talked to them obviously at that time i could only speak in danish and i could only just say very very simple words because i got aphasia after my stroke a danish doctor came down to beijing and went with me home It took a very long time. In the end, it took 24 hours to get me home. My dad was there when I came because they realized that there was no space for my mom in the flight. So I had to travel on my own with this doctor guy, which was very hard because, you know, it's a very vulnerable situation and stuff. I'm Mark Goodyear. Welcome to the fourth season of Stroke Stories, our podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors. In Denmark, there are on average 5,000 strokes every year. By 2035, this is expected to have risen by 47%. Currently, the main cause of stroke in Denmark is high cholesterol, accounting for more than 65% of the strokes that happen. In this episode, we hear from Lena Elsborg, who suffered a stroke at the age of 26. I was just running 120 an hour and just did like 10,000 things at the same time. And I was such a language nerd. Before my stroke, I was speaking fluent at both Danish and English, but also Chinese because I was in China for five years. So I was just running from one language to another one, back and forth, back and forth. And everything just changed with my stroke. It was a morning at the university. I was supposed to actually start my thesis. It was just like two months before my last exam. I was almost done with my master's degree in international communication, which is funny in a sad way. But I know that it has helped me a lot afterwards to get my language back again. So that's a good thing. 
That morning, I had a major headache and I was so confused because I never, never have any headaches. I always get like a stomachache if something is wrong. So it was so weird. And so I woke up my roommate. She was like, what's going on? And then suddenly I just stopped talking and just fell down to the floor. I'm a very talkative person. So when I don't say anything, then people know that something is wrong. So she ran out to find another classmate who spoke Chinese because she didn't. And she got some help from the front desk. They called for an ambulance and rushed to get me. And first we went to the nearest hospital, but they didn't want to take me in because they were not a specialty in, in that area. So we had to go on to the next hospital. We got to the second hospital and they said, yes, they called a hairdresser from outside and she came and then she took away all my hair, my long hair. Then I got ready for surgery and they did a 12-hour surgery on my brain to stop the bleeding. Afterwards, I was paralyzed on my right side of my body and then my left eye was closed and really, really swollen and my face as well, half of my face. I slept for two weeks after the surgery and the first word I said was dad because suddenly my parents were there. I didn't understand what was going on. Like it was so weird to me. So my parents were called in the middle of the night in Denmark because it was in the morning in China saying that their daughter just uh, got really, really sick and had to go to the hospital and needed a major surgery on her brain. And they had to say yes, because else you cannot uh, operate in China. They rushed to China, of course, and my sister as well. And then when I woke up, they were all there and it was so weird to me and the first few days, I was just so confused about the whole situation. And also because in the hospital, they were talking Chinese to each other. And because I was used to using Chinese, like, no problem, then I was so confused that they were just looking weird at me when I talked to them. Obviously, at that time, I could only speak in Danish and I could only just say very, very simple words because I got aphasia after my stroke. Lena spent three weeks recovering in China before returning home. A Danish doctor came down to Beijing and went with me home. It took a very long time. In the end, it took 24 hours to get me home. My dad was there when I came because they realized that there was no space for my mom in the flight. So I had to travel on my own with this doctor guy. Which was very hard because, you know, it's a very vulnerable situation and stuff. So I was so, so happy to see my dad and so happy to be home and be in Denmark. And, you know, it's just a very different experience in China. So I went from being three patients in one room in China to just have my own room. You know, I'm a very optimistic person. So I was just thinking, yeah, let's just get this ball rolling and so I can uh, get back to China fast. When you get into the welfare system in Denmark, you're like, 
a case. And so I got my uh, papers and then started the whole rehab thing. So first I was at one hospital, then I was sent to another one for two weeks to recover there. Then I was on to the next one for three months. That's where I started to walk again. And then after that, I had a small break at home. But then in Denmark, we have a lot of rehab. So after the little break, after the four months in the rehab, then a little break, uh, like a month. And then I had a whole year of more rehab where I went to another city where they had a center. I lived there and just I literally just trained from morning to night, like practice every single day. Whatever I did was to get my arm moving again and my eye because my eye started to wake up, but it was really bad in the beginning. I couldn't see anything and I saw double vision. That was very hard. So we had to start practicing the eye and the arm and the leg and the language and a lot to do. <laughs> After a year in rehab, I was finally home again. I got my own little place in my hometowns. So I had my own space, but I still had my parents just around the corner. I have been very lucky, like the friends have been very supportive of me and my recovery. And, you know, that has been so, so helpful just to have a really strong uh, support system. Coming up, Lena on how her stroke impacted her working life. After my stroke, I had to go into an internship and then try different internships uh, to see which is better for me and my injury. But in the end, we decided to let me retire early because my injury is too big. Like there are so many struggles every day that for me right now, it's I'm not able to work like outside my home. And becoming a mindset coach. After a while, I started to realize that I could actually make something pretty awesome out of something really sad. So, yeah, that's how it started. And, you know, also just to talk with other stroke survivors and get their perspective and hear what they go through every day and then figure out how we can make it better for everyone. It's very important to help as much as you can. Lena continues to work on her physical recovery. I go to like exercises uh, once a week with the trainer. But apart from that, I believe that we have to use our hand and leg and language every day for the rest of our lives to make sure that it will keep, you know, going and getting better. And mine is, is really well now. So like for me personally, it was more important for me to be able to speak as an example, like English. Um, because in the beginning, only spoke a little, little Danish, um, you know, but only a few months after I was like, now I have to learn English again and also Chinese. And I can probably say that it has gone very well. In Denmark, we don't have to go back to full time job after stroke. We have our system. So 
after my stroke, I had to go into an internship and then try different internships uh, to see which is better for me and my injury. But in the end, we decided to let me retire early because my injury is too big. Like there are so many struggles every day that for me right now, it's I'm not able to work like outside my home. Instead, I am doing a lot on uh, Instagram. I'm being like a mindset coach for stroke survivors and uh, helping people with their struggles after stroke, like stress management and positive uh, self-talk and inner dialogue and stuff like that. So it makes me so happy and it helps also me to keep going and keep getting better. And I really think it's so helpful to find something that makes you want to get up every morning. Since my stroke, I have gotten a lot of followers. I had some problems and then I solved my problems and uh, people started asking questions like, how did you do that? After a while, I started to realize that I could actually make something pretty awesome out of something really sad. So yeah, that's how it started. And, you know, also just to talk with other stroke survivors and get their perspective and hear what they go through every day and then figure out how we can make it better for everyone. It's very important to help as much as you can. Me too. I also get bitter and angry, but at the end of the day, we only have this life. So we have to just get the best out of it and be a little more mindful because that's what I think many uh, stroke survivors struggle with. I always want to have goals and plans because that's the only way I can keep going. So my plans for now is to move to another town, a little bit bigger town, be a little bit away from my parents, do it more on my own. I also want to build my business on very little energy, but still I try. In Denmark, I have like a whole brain team who help me take care of myself and my energy levels. So I can't do too much. Now it's more relaxed, but for a long time, they helped me. Now I got a good balance, but still I have to remember that all the time. And Lena's advice to stroke survivors and their loved ones. To the stroke survivor, I want to say keep going, keep pushing, but also it's okay to say that it's too hard. And also you can be positive like a lot of the time, but it's also very good to just sometimes just be angry or be sad, you know, just give space for all these more negative feelings because they will be here and they are part of the package. When you get an injury like this, we can't just ignore them because if we do, they just keep coming back. So that's what I have learned a lot along the way and just, you know, taking different courses and and stuff on this because for a long time I thought if I can just be happy all the time, it's just amazing, like just positive all the time. But at some point I realized that it's too much. Like we have to also make space for the negative feelings because it's also a part of also life, but also a part of life with a, a chronic injury. It will get better. I wish that somebody said that to me when I started out, that somebody has said, you know what, one year, two years, in five years time, it's going to be better. 
because there's always something to look forward to then. And it's easier to keep going if you know that. So I would definitely tell them that. And to the family, I would say, you know, be there for the person, help them, but also just listen. You don't have to fix the problem or find a solution. Just listen. I think that's so important because the healthy people in our lives, they can a little bit understand, but probably not on the deepest level, understand what we're going through. So I think it's just very important to listen and be there and uh, say, yes, it sucks, but let's get an ice cream and keep going. (laughs) When Lena suffered her stroke, she was apart from her family and thousands of miles from home. But thanks to the support of her loved ones, a team of doctors from China and Denmark, and to a thorough recovery regime, she's now working hard to help other stroke survivors. Thanks for supporting us at Stroke Stories. You can subscribe on your preferred provider, and please do rate and comment to help us spread the word. And if you know of or are a stroke survivor, and there's a story you can share, please do. Contact via Twitter or Instagram. Our DMs are open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening. Listener.